in the back podcast. I'm Lauren and I'm Michelle. Welcome to the podcast where we endeavor to talk about business mixed in with, of course, Lauren. party nice every show we talk a bit, a bit about business as i said some party and also a bit of inspo um we like to give you a bit of hashtag inspiration uh lauren um i'll throw to you to uh discuss what exactly we are talking about in this episode well today we are talking about brand that's a b-r-a-n-d with a few exclamation marks brand a brand can be a name, a design, a term, a symbol, or any other feature that distinguishes one business's goods or service from another. That is a pretty official way of saying it, but that's the truth, Michelle. That's it. And I agree with you 100%. We also have a guest on the show today, Lauren, which is uh, really exciting. Before we get to that, though, uh, what's new with you? What have you been uh, doing during your week? Uh, well, uh, much like you going 140% all the time, 140 miles an hour. It's funny when you tell people what you do and they seem surprised by it, but it's normal for you. Mm, like for yep. me, I've got three podcasts, my membership, building my business. I mean, I can summarize it quite quickly, but there's a lot of work that goes into that. And I, when I've said that before to people, their mouth sort of drops and I go, ah, uh, Right. I guess that seems like a lot. So, uh, but I'm good at time management so I can do that. It's all about scheduling things in, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I've been busy though, just continuing to hustle. Um, I had a really great podcast that aired uh, a couple weeks back called, um, it was basically where I interviewed a sleep expert. So um, if people are wanting, you know, some advice on that and also just to check out the Ra Ra podcast where we go into a little bit more in depth in the business stuff. I know that you and I we talk about business in this podcast, but that episode or that podcast is a little bit more thorough, I suppose. Mm. So yeah, just focusing on still building that up and learning as much as I can reading lots and also trying to get a little bit of sun in. And I treated myself to a facial and a pedicure because she works hard for the money. You know, sometimes when I'm shopping, I just go, she works hard for the money in my head. I'll take that. I'll take that. But always on the <laughs> discount rack usually because I love a bargain. <laughs> love the discount rack. Love it. Love it. Love it. I got four shirts the other day valued at, well, normally they're $20 each and I got them four for $14 total. There you go. You're learning from our episode where we talked about, you know, shopping in your own wardrobe. Yeah. And uh, my four dresses that I told the story about, four dresses for the price of one. You're doing it. Yeah. You're doing it. Nice. It. Nice. Love and the pedicure is great. I mean, that's something that we spoke about, I think, in our uh, previous episode, one of our previous episodes about are you good enough? Yeah. Yeah, that's really right. important. Self-care. Really exactly. important. Yeah, you're doing so it. So what you're about li- you? living it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm same as you. Um, it's funny because when I was working full time, uh, for somebody else, um, I was always very busy because I was doing that. Then I was doing, you know, my gatherings and things outside of that. And it's funny when you're then working for yourself. And I think I spoke about this to you and I think we might speak about it in the upcoming episode as well. A little bit about that time scheduling, you know, stuff like that. How do you do that when you're working for yourself? Um, because I found that I'm sort of filling my days up. And then when I have blank spaces, I get nervous. I'm like, I've got a blank space. What do I do with that? You know, I I should Mm. be booking people in. I should be doing something. It makes me nervous. But then that's time to be able to write more about my masterclass and do all those things. However, this week's been a lot about, yeah, launching um, spiritual events directory video series. So I'm filming interviews with a bunch of different people and they're going to go up on uh, spiritual events directory um, on Facebook. So I've just made a note to myself to maybe put a link to um, that page in our show notes. That's the one I do the Facebook lives for. Um, So they're doing a new video series, which is really exciting. Just speaking to a bunch of really inspirational, awesome human beings who work in kind of that spiritual arena. And I've also just been sort of putting it out there to maybe have another income stream. Uh, just to spirit. And then I've had two people reach out and say, do you write bios and, and sort of press releases and all that sort of stuff? And I was like, yeah, I do. And uh, so now I'm actually doing that for some people um, and they're putting me in touch with their contacts. And so it's another money stream, another income stream. And I just literally put it out to the universe and um, two people reached out to me completely out of the blue. So 
pretty amazing. And that's, uh, that's manifestation. That's manifestation. Yeah, I love that. And you know, yeah. when you're talking about having those gaps of time, yeah. I think it's really important to take the gaps of time to rest, yeah. rejuvenate, but also to work on your business because so often we get caught up working in our business that we don't often take the time to work on our business. Yeah. One thing that I try to do every week is learn something new. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I can sit and I'll actually learn properly for an hour or something or sometimes I'm just reading a business book or a podcast and yeah. if I'm having a busy week I'll just tick that off as my learn something new but yeah. sometimes those gaps of time is when your inspiration can enter like you were saying it's when you figure out your new revenue streams mm -hmm. it's when you can yeah work on your business and take it further i.e working on your brand Actually. Yeah, it's great advice, but it's just something I'm not used to because I'm used to doing the hours that someone yeah. else sets for me, you know, and then when you yeah. have a gap in the middle of your day, you're like, whoa, this is a bit uncomfortable. I don't know what to do with this. So we'll talk about that more in an upcoming episode um, because yeah. I think that's really worthwhile. It's a, a juggling, uh, a bit of a juggling episode for us. So uh, this week, Lauren, I want to get a bit into uh, what we're talking about. And and this is a bit self-indulgent for me. Um, I'm, of course, with my own business going through a bit of a rebranding. You had a look at my cover photo on my Facebook page, which is also my business um, card image and made a few comments about it being very dark and very scary. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, it is, it is. And I think when I was working full-time as a journo, and then now when I'm doing this full-time, it's a lot lighter. My energy is a lot lighter. Uh, my professional photos I had done are light, they're floral it kind of needs to match that and it doesn't. So I'm going through the process myself, speaking to a really amazing lady who we're going to hear from in this show. Um, and she just has some really great tips. She's young, she's vibrant, she's got great energy, she's a graphic designer. So I really am excited for our listener at home to be able to hear what she has to say. And it was a great chat. We spoke to her earlier and we're sort of slotting it into uh, today's episode. Yeah. So um, I think a lot of people are sort of going through this and I just wanted to share, I guess, some of what I've learned, but also, as I said, with um, Hayley, who's a, mm -hmm. a freelance senior graphic designer. And so she's a PowerPoint specialist as well. Um, and she sat down with us, as I said, a little bit earlier, and we're going to slot that in a bit later in the show. Yeah. And I think that, you know, what's important you know, what you said earlier is that your brand wasn't reflective of who you are and not only that, who you're growing into and not only that, what you want people to feel. So I think that the work that you're doing, the light worker that you are, the energy that you're doing, you know, that really needs to be wrapped up in love and light and hope and peace and when you're using darker colors, you know, that's not going to emanate that feeling. And, you know, Haley kind of talked about it a bit in our chat, but there's a whole psychology behind color choice. And, you know, it's important to kind of think about what do you want people to feel when they look at your business? And what's really interesting is in our conversation with Haley, she talked about the usage of colors and how to, you know, ensure that your brand or your logo doesn't look tacky. So I won't give it all away. You have to listen to that part for our listener at home. But, you know, when you find something that really sits with you, I think, and feels good to you, I think run with that. And I guess what's really interesting is when I was starting the Raw Raw Consulting brand, I worked with a designer, um, really talented designer. And he gave me a bunch of colors. I, I had sent him a bunch of examples of things that I liked, you know, looks that I liked and came back with some suggestions and some colors. And they weren't really as vibrant as I normally would, would have gone for. But I thought, oh yeah, they look good. You know, I like them. There, there were a couple of choices. And so ended up going with that. So I made a whole bunch of templates, you know, had my color codes and I made everything work. And I started posting all my content and all of a sudden I remember looking at my Instagram feed and I went, this is not right. <laughs> this is not right. This green is not the right color. This pink, it's too dull. And I know that he had a bit of a corporate background. And so he might've been thinking in more of a safe way of choosing colors, but I wasn't about that. So what I ended up doing, uh, even though it, it was kind of painful. I, 
I started again. So what I did is I, I changed the colors. I used the same logo structure, but I changed the colors. I deleted all my socials. I started again entirely. And you know, one of the tips that I like to suggest to people is no matter how far you've gone the wrong way, turn around and go back. Because I just knew that if I had continued down that path, I never would have loved it enough. Mm. You know, and I've had people comment at how loud my work or my colors are. And I think that's that's great with me because that's what I want. I want people to feel that energy and I want to be, you know charging down my own path. And it's actually very different feeling probably from the one you're going for, would you mm. say? Oh, absolutely. Yours is like a, yeah. um, I would say yours is like a painter's easel. So someone who's been yeah. using, you know, um, their little easel and they put all the paints on there. It's a little bit like that. And it's a splash of color. And I really like it. Mine's, um, we did try to do a bit of color and um, I know our listener at home can't see my wall, but we tried to match it in with um, a couple of pictures on my wall. Uh, with feathers, you know, in those particular colors. But um, yeah. in the end, we just went very, very neutral. And I think when we designed, because Jason and I have built a house, my husband and I have built a house before, we went with uh, a lot of neutral colors. And I think that that's sometimes a good idea because it doesn't necessarily age. Uh, and that's yeah. kind of the approach that I took um, because I've got a bunch of business cards. I have a lot of business cards all in that the darker blue and black um, colors now. And so I don't want to sort of go down that path again where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not really gelling with me anymore. So um, that's kind of the approach that I took. You know, it's funny. The last house I owned, it's actually the only house I've ever owned. We mm -hmm. sold it. So we painted it, right? I had, you're going to think this sounds crazy, but it really worked. You just have to trust me that I think I have a good taste level. So it worked mm -hmm. well. But my whole main feature wall was a teal green. It was a, a gorgeous, gorgeous green. And then the back wall in the dining room was a was kind of a dark, I'm trying to think about the right color, but almost a blend between a maroon and a cherry red, really mm. vibrant red. Mm -hmm. And then our sunroom had this azure blue. And then in our bedrooms, there was accent, small accent wall with greens. And it was amazing. I really liked Such a that. colorful house. Yeah. And yeah. yet- now I'm thinking maybe my next house, I'll design it slightly different. Mm. And I think that's the cool thing is you're allowed to change your mind. But when you have a neutral color like you, you know, you can modify it slightly while staying current, which I know yeah. really gets into yeah. in our conversation. So one quote I do want to give is um, from Seth Godin. And I really liked this when he was talking about brands. So he said, a brand is the set of expectations, memories, stories, and relationships that taken together account for a consumer's decision to choose one product or service over another. And I think that, you know, what that's saying to me is basically to put your best foot forward and to make a good impression initially and across everything that you do. Mm, yeah, I really like that's powerful. It reminds me a little bit of um, one of the things Haley talks about is personality. Uh, and I won't go into that because she's going to talk about it in a sec. But um, yeah, that was that was surprising for me. And I, I thought yeah. about it. And I guess that's why she works the way she does. She gets to know her client very well. Uh, and I think that's really important yeah. when you're uh, designing their brand, because that's, let's face it, that's the first point you know, that someone sees of you. That's the, yeah. that's your website. That's your Facebook page. That's the first yeah. thing they see. You got to yeah. make a good impression. Yeah. And you know that. Uh, okay. So Lauren, I think we might uh, jump into our convo with Haley because let's do it. She, uh, she is the expert. Uh, so let's hear what she had to say. Lauren, today we're going to have an expert uh, on the show. And we've done this once before. It worked very well with my dad. Uh, yes. Now we actually have someone a little further removed. So it's not a family member. Uh, we're chatting to someone that I actually met through an old flatmate of mine um, when I lived on the Gold Coast, uh, Jason and mine, Joseph. And so we met Hayley, um, who is actually a graphic artist uh, through Joseph. And we're really, really lucky. And I'm very grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that I met Hayley because my life's changed so much. And this, of course, started with uh, Lauren pointing out that there was maybe a few shortcomings, a few shortcomings in my, uh, in my brand that's uh, currently on Facebook with the name and with the appearance and, and it is a little dark and things like that. And so when I met Haley, I was like, oh, you know, maybe we can have a chat about giving myself a new look um, in terms of my business and, and how that's perceived by the public. So 
we met Haley, got chatting, and we've kind of been working together uh, on this project and also awesome. in line with my book as well. So this is going to have a couple of different uh, components to it, this chat. So Haley, welcome to our business in the front, party in the back. <laughs> Thank awesome, you very much Haley. for having me here. Thank you. Yeah, it's great that um that you could join us, and I um I really appreciate this as I as I said to you because sometimes Lauren and I we don't know everything. We like to think we do, uh, but <laughs> we we realise we don't know everything. So we wanted to chat to you. You're the person who kind of does this uh, for a living, and not just business rebranding, but other things. But for me, that's kind of how we've been working together. So I guess, Phil, our listener at home, if you could just outline kind of briefly, you know, what what you do and, and what your job is. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah, so I'm a graphic designer um, and I've been doing this for about 18 years now. Um, the way that I actually fell into the business uh, was completely kind of random. Um, I thought I wanted to do architecture at school. And um, when I started studying architecture, I realized there's not enough design involved. It's too technical. So um, I ended up working as an office administrator. And during that process, I saw how much they were, they were being charged for their advertising. And I said, oh, I can give this a go if you like. And they said, sure, you've got Photoshop, give it a go. And um, through that, I just sort of started by working on their brand. And then once I had a bit of a portfolio to show um, the next job, then, you know, they took me on and, and I used that as a stepping stone to, to progress in my career. And um, the next job I had was working for a printing company. And that taught me so much about graphic design because, you know, you need to know that, that you have to understand how things are produced in order to design them correctly. So that was a good learning curve. Um, and then I actually went on to run an agency um, on behalf of the owner. So that was amazing um, practice for me and all aspects of, of running an agency without having the risk involved. Um, and then I was headhunted. Um, and then actually, I, I think you guys might enjoy this. Um, I was doing a creative exercise with my manager and she said, what is your ultimate dream? And I said, traveling the world, earning the British pound, doing graphic design and um and then you meant to work back from that like figuring out how you can actually get this started and i got stuck i was like well i'm with my partner he's got children we can't leave the country and um and then three months later i found out that he was having an affair and i was like right i'm out i'm going to london so i went to london and um that was the start of like fulfilling this manifestation and um i ended up working yeah, it's cool, huh? Um, I ended up working for um, the second biggest advertising agency in the world as a temp designer for them. The first project they threw me on was leading a pitch for Vodafone, and I'd never worked on an international brand before. And I worked 27 hours through the night to deliver this project, and they obviously were impressed by that. And I've been working for them ever since for nine years. And um, so I've been working actually remotely, earning the British pound, <laughs> doing graphic design, wow. which is exactly what I wanted. So that um, is so cool. Yeah, it's been it's amazing. Station so, episode, Lauren. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We love Definitely. that. Love that. Amen, sister. Love it. Love it. It's um, funny because when you're talking, Haley, you have this beautiful glow about you. It really, you know, it makes me feel as though you're really doing a job that, you know, that you're destined to do and that you love. What do you love most absolutely. about doing the work you do? Um, you know, I really love just understanding who my clients are and what they are wanting to bring to the world. And perhaps they don't have the skills to necessarily do that themselves. So I like getting in their head, understanding you know, their true essence and bringing that into a visual identity for them so that they can do, you know, the best that they can to shine with what they do best without having, you know, this, um, this barrier in the way of maybe a really bad design or a bad brand. Yeah, I love that you said getting into their head because Hayley will do this and I think she's going to talk a bit about my brand, but one of the, um, especially that little logo that you came up with for me, uh, resonated with me like nothing else. Um, and it was quite profound that Haley came up with this particular, you know, little symbol. Um, and so I think maybe Haley might be talking about that a little bit later. So I won't sort of give that away, but you really do. You have this ability to get in people's heads. And I think that makes you good at what you do. 
in that, you know, Thank that you. line of work. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Hallie, what I wanted to ask um, kind of along those lines is how important do you think that the brand um, is to the success of the business? Um, and obviously, we're looking for like something pretty awesome. Um, but how important is that brand? Um, and I guess it probably changes because that's what I was saying with Lauren is that, you know, initially my brand seemed okay. Now it doesn't really fit. So it is something maybe that evolves as well. Um, it can be. Yeah, certainly. I think um, when you're starting a business anyway, it's best to to start as you mean to continue because as you grow, you're going to have to you know, start adding aspects to it, whether it's a business card, a website, um, your signage, whatever it is, start as you mean to continue because um, it's, it is a process. Um, but you want to put the best um, perception of your brand out there as well. Everyone judges a book by its cover and unfortunately they'll judge your brand in the same way. Mm -hmm. um, and if someone is going to say like your website or your Facebook business page, um, you've literally got two seconds to, to capture someone's attention. They'll make up their mind quite quickly whether this is a brand that they can trust. Um, and it also speaks volumes to like how credible you are. Like um, if you're good at what you do, people will, will see that in your brand. They're like, oh, they're really invested in themselves. Um, so I think, yeah, perception is everything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, especially these days, there is quite a bit of mistrust with brands. So, you know, I mean, I'm sure plenty of us have been duped by um, bogus brands out there. Um, and one way to pick up on that is, is reading the copy. And if there's, you know, spelling and grammar errors, then it's, you know, it's, it can become apparent that perhaps someone is not, you know, native as an English speaker, um, which means that it could be <laughs> sourced offshore. It could be an Indian-based company or a Chinese-based company selling a knockoff product. And they just really want to take your credit card details. So, um, yeah, you want to look like a credible brand. So on that note, um, when you are writing copy for your brand, I think it's quite good to either use a service like Grammarly, which checks, you know, your, your spelling and grammar for you, and also get a friend to, to look over it as well, because it's quite easy just to sort of, you know, get used to seeing what you've written and not actually see the words that you've written um, for what they are. So always have someone look over it for you. On that, I will also say that reading out loud is really important because I know that I have a hard time sometimes with commas and my mom is an editor. And so I think I probably drive her crazy. But, you know, one of the things that she always says is read out loud because often I'll pause naturally when I'm reading. And that's actually where I should be injecting a comma. And I think that sometimes, you know, reading out loud and actually reading what's there, not what you think is there, is also helpful. But Grammarly is an awesome tool. I use that every day. <laughs> so yeah. good. You know, what you said about reading it out loud, you want it to sound conversational as well, because, you know, you are, it's your opportunity to talk to your audience. So you want to be able to sound engaging and, and you are talking to them, you've got their attention. So speak to them like a human. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's an awesome tip. Love that. Yeah, love that. So what other tips do you have? Yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk about when you're starting out with your branding. Um, so obviously you need to come up with a business name um, and you'll, you'll want one that's unique to you and what you offer. Um, so <laughs> and part of that though, because there's so many businesses out there these days, um, it's actually hard to come up with a unique name. Um, and the reason that's important is because you don't want there to be any confusion when people are trying to find you specifically. You don't want them going off to your competition, for example. Um, also, it means that there might be limited availability for your domain name when you're um, wanting to secure a website. So, you know, you might only be starting small and you might think, oh, I'm not ever going to have a website, but you never know, you might grow. So the best thing you can do is come up with your business name get the social handles that are related to that business name. So your Instagram and Facebook, keep everything as consistent as possible and have your website um, domain name. So with website domain names, there's varieties of .com, .net, .org, .co, whatever. And so while the .com might be gone, you could, you could probably find a, a variation of that. Um, and then, um, I mean, to come up with a name that is specific to you and to come up with a brand that is unique to you, um, consider like maybe your personality or the personality of the brand, you know, come up with what, maybe give your, maybe give your brand a character, you know, like what, um, 
treat it like it was a person, for example, you know, like what are the characteristics of this brand? And then how do you want that to come across? Do you want it to be playful, serious, um, inviting, kind, you know, like, and all these different attributes um, can play into the design. So it can lead you, lead you down that design path. Um, and then so with colors, for example, um, it might be colors again that are synonymous with that personality or it could be maybe your favorite colors if it is a brand that is specifically unique to you. I mean, there's a whole psychology behind um, the colors that you choose and it's a subconscious message as well to your audience, you know, what, what you're trying to invoke in them and of your, of your brand. So there's a lot to graphic design. I think it's, um, yeah, it's not so much about just throwing a couple of things together. There's a lot of psychology behind it. Um, no, I was just going to say with the colour, um, it was interesting because, and I think this is worth mentioning because uh, Hayley came over and had a look at my my office and where I sort of work from. And now that I'm doing uh, some sort of visual stuff, I'm doing some videos, and I'm doing my Facebook lives and things like that. It's, it's good to kind of have sometimes the brand um, reflect what your space looks like, because if you are doing visual things, it sort of all ties in, it, it all gels. Um, and I think what you spoke about, about consistency as well, is, is fantastic across, across Twitter, Instagram, you know, your, your handles, all of that stuff. I think that's great. So both of those points I think are, um, are excellent. And especially with the colors, I think I'm really noticing that now that I'm doing sort of visual stuff as well. So yeah, great advice. Oh, that's good, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll just talk a little bit about Michelle's brand and how we came to um, like the symbol um, that I came up with. So seeing her brand, it was quite, like she said, it was quite dark and heavy and the, the name she goes by is The Lightworker. And I thought, well, this doesn't seem synonymous with the brand at all. So first of all, let's lighten it up. Um, but I wanted to bring some sort of an icon or symbol in there to, to complement the name, just, you know, because that's that's a, one way to, to give your brand an identity is to have a symbol or something that is unique to it. So um, because she works in the spiritual realm, I thought, you know, maybe look into um, sacred geometry. And um, I came across the Merkaba, which is um, something I'd never actually seen or understood before, but um, I saw that it means literally light, spirit and body. And I thought, wow, being a clairvoyant and healer and you know, she works in this realm. It's, um, it, it just summarizes what she does beautifully. And it was really weird because I'd never seen the symbol before, but, you know, I showed her the concept and she's like, oh my God, I've got one of these sitting on my desk and I just picked it up last week. That's so crazy. And then I went, I, went, I, had, a, I had a reading with her and, um, and she saw the symbol come up above my head and um, she said, wow, that's confirmation for me. And then I went home and I was doing this meditation um, on YouTube and the Merkaba symbol was featured in that too. I was like, oh my God, this is so weird. Like we've had so many confirmations that this is the right way to go. So that was really beautiful. Um, and then for the colors, because, um, you know, like I said, color is very important. Um, we chose gold because it is such a, a pure, pure color um, in the spiritual realm and it represents enlightenment. Um, and it's also, you know, it's very modern at the moment too. Um, so that, that works beautifully. Um, and I think when you are choosing colors, like it's best to keep it quite simple. So like, especially for your logo, I'd recommend choosing maybe one color and then team it with a neutral. So that's white, grays or blacks. You don't really want conflicting colors. You don't want too many colors in your logo because it can actually really cheapen your brand. Um, unless you're the likes of McDonald's and you want to like stand out in the middle of a busy street, um, then that works perfectly, but you can also appreciate how gaudy it looks too. <laughs> so, um, you know, it depends on your brand, I guess, you know, there's a, there's a place for having these, these crazy colors together. There is psychology behind that too. But I would, I would say for most people, I think um, just choosing one, one primary color and one neutral for your logo and then keeping your fonts really simple as well. So choosing something that's like ultra modern or, you know, in vogue right now might look good for a year, but then in two years time, it could look really bad, really dated. So a logo is something you really want to have that stands the test of time. So you don't have to keep updating it. But in saying that, you know, like if you do want to refresh your brand every year or two, you can do that with imagery. Um, so yeah, there are ways to, to play with that. Um, 
if you are, well, actually I was going to say, you should always have a secondary color palette as well, because if you do come up with the likes of a website, um, perhaps you want, you know, particular headings to stand out. So you might have a color that complements your primary color scheme, which is in your logo. Um, and a good way to do, like to come up with a secondary color palette, um, there's a tool called Quila, I think it's called, or Cooler, but it's spelled K-U-L-E-R. Um, and it's, um, it's, you just put in one color and then it will give you complementary colors based on that one color that you're working with so that, you know, you've got nice contrast and yeah. I was just going to say with the color, um, what's really cool about that is what, and, and this is something that tweaked with me is that you were saying you don't necessarily need to change like the brand, but maybe you change your imagery. And I think that's awesome. I think, you know, let's go out and get some photographs, you know, that sort of reflect us more, um, in, in where we're at at the moment. And that's another way of updating because I was going to ask about rebranding, which is kind of what I'm doing. Um, but I've got some photos, which I really love, but I'm also doing the, uh, the logo and the, you know, everything else at the moment. So that's really yeah, You're changing your name too, right? Yeah, You're yeah. Changing from, your, uh, yeah, right yeah. To the light worker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea because sometimes images get tired as well or people keep saying the same thing. So anyway, see what else you've got, Haley, and then... I might have a few more yeah, questions. No worries. Um, if you are choosing imagery, um, I would recommend like a textured pattern, like something a bit abstract, because um, then it doesn't distract from your logo too much. Unless of course, um, I don't know, maybe you're selling a product or um, your brand is about people, then you want to bring people into that, for example. Um, now on the whole imagery thing, um, it can get a bit tricky because there's, copyrights on a lot of images so just simply pulling something from google images doesn't mean that you have the right to use it um, so you have to be really careful about that so when you when you're doing your branding i would recommend either going to a free image website which would be unsplash or pixel which is spelled with two e's um, so you can use those images no problem um, but i wouldn't be pulling something off google um, otherwise, if you want something that is more specific, you could go to say Adobe Stock or iStock Photography and you can buy credits to imagery on that. And that will give you the rights to use the images without any you know, legal implications basically. If you are gonna be selling a product that uses an image, um, you might have to get an extended license, which you can also get from these websites um, because ultimately you're going to be making money from their work so you need to be able to you need to pay them a bit more for it in, in order to be able to um, benefit commercially yourself so yeah that's um i think that's probably the the key points on imagery um but i think overall like what you do consistency is vital so like across all your work business cards facebook page website your signage brochures absolutely everything um keep it simple and keep it um, consistent. It helps you to be well recognized um, and you know more memorable Absolutely. and also bring in that credibility. Um, I was just mm -hmm. going to ask because you mentioned that you had worked for a printer and uh, you had some excellent advice for me around um, printing business cards and things like that which I wasn't aware of. I just got like I think 2,000 <laughs> like the exact same thing printed and you had some really great advice around printing and this is I guess getting a little bit more into the fact that I need my image to be able to go from my book cover to everything else that I'm doing um, but yeah there's some great advice that you had for me. Can you just um, share that with our audience and our listener at home around how you don't have to get 2,000 of the same business card uh, printed with that same image um, you were talking about maybe you can mix that up a little bit and I love that yeah I mean it depends on what printer you're using um, and it depends on the printing process that they're using to print so there's one there's one approach called gang printing which means that you're sharing plates with a whole lot of other companies so it means that you might only be able to put maybe one variation down for 250 business cards but um, in saying that, if you don't mind having 500 business cards, then you can have two variations. So when I mean variations, it could be that um, you just want to make it a little bit funky and, you know, give your um, clients a choice between your business cards because that just adds a little something extra. Um, so it might be that you keep everything the same, like the layout um, and all your information the same, but then maybe you change out the image or you change out the block color and behind just to, just to make things a little funky. Um, but in terms of printing, if you are doing your own printing, there are some considerations. So um, 
I know there are free graphic design programs out there like Canva, um, but Canva only tends to work in RGB. And RGB is the color system used for only on screens. Um, it's the way that the light comes through a pixel. Whereas if you're printing, um, you have to print with CMYK. So CMYK is, you might be familiar with it on your own home printer. Um, and if you're not doing the conversion correctly and you've got images, um, the K, which is the, the black aspect of CMYK, that's what gives your color, uh, your images real depth. Um, otherwise they can come across really wishy-washy. So that's one consideration, always convert to CMYK. And, um, and also if you're designing a business card yourself, you need to provide three millimeters bleed to be able to crop um, your design without there being white lines or a border around your, um, around your work. So, I mean, it does probably, it's probably worth engaging with a graphic designer if you're gonna get anything printed because yeah, there are a lot of considerations to make. Well, and like you were saying before, people decide whether or not they're going to trust you based on their brand, you know, the, the initial statement you make with your brand. So investing in somebody doing it right for you is actually an investment well made if it means the longevity of your brand and being a sustainable business. Absolutely. And printing so expensive. Well, it can be expensive. Yeah. Um, so you want to get it right first time. And a lot of printers will offer um, a business card service where they'll just give you basic design, but at least, you know, it's set up correctly. Yeah. Awesome. That's really, really, really good advice. Well, we're almost out of time at the moment. So I think we only have time probably for one more question. Michelle, did you have one or did you, are you happy for me to go ahead? Yeah. Cause I think the only thing I was going to discuss was a book cover and we sort of covered that around, you know, the images and we need to sort of get permission and stuff like that. So yeah, go ahead. If you've got something you wanted to ask. Yeah, I guess, it, I guess sort of reinforcing um, what Haley was saying about maybe, you know, looking at a professional to do this stuff for you initially. Um, Haley, do you ever find that the client sometimes wants something that you feel won't fit them or won't work really well in the market? And what's kind of, the happy medium between doing something that you feel that you really want and something that the designer that they're working with feels will work. Um, yeah, I think that's a really valid point actually, because I think if you're not a graphic designer, naturally you don't know what's possible and you also mm -hmm. might not know what the, the current design trends are. Um, there's, yeah, like I said, there's a lot to consider um, and that's why you, you do engage with a professional. So, you know, I'd recommend probably working with one um, if you're, if you're serious about your brand. So Sorry. when you come to work with a designer, is it better if you come with a bunch of ideas oh, and right. vision of where you want your brand to go? Yes. So um, I would say like come with examples, um, maybe find logos that you like the look of. So you're giving the designer an idea of what direction you want to head in. I think a really good designer, like, you know, well, myself, <laughs> who likes to get in the head of their client. Um, I always put my clients um, taste, I guess, before my own, like I would never like put my own, um, my own color choices on just because I like that color, for example, it's always about what they like, but then, you know, I'll add that flair of professionalism to whatever they want. So, or they might be like, I definitely want this. I'll be like, okay, well I can, I can make an, a concept based on your idea, but then I will always offer a second concept that brings in all my design knowledge as well. Yeah, that's good. Cause sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And, you know, just because you see something that looks good, doesn't mean it's feasible for your brand or, you know, doesn't mean that it's going to stand the test of time. Like you've talked about a few times now about how, when you're making yeah. these decisions to ensure that you have something that's going to stand the test of time. That's the one exactly. Yeah. The yeah. thing that stands out the most is the, um, the stuff about personality that you said, Haley. I think that's super important because we, we do change. Yeah, you go from with me, I went from being a journalist for 21 years and doing this part time to now doing it full time. And that that changes you, you become, a, I'm getting becoming a bit more feminine, uh, and wearing dresses more and stuff like that. So my brand has to be lighter, because I'm I think I'm becoming lighter as well. So I think personality is awesome. Like, that's a great way to look at your brand, because it is representing you and reflecting you. Um, where you're at yeah. It. yeah, I think that's powerful. Love that. I love it. Yeah. So true. Um, my brand, I think Haley would, would, we would have an interesting discussion. We're out of time now. So unfortunately we can't <laughs> go into it, but I have a lot of colors in my brand and it didn't start like that. And I just added them in because it just, I needed them in. It felt 
write to me and I, yeah. So it was just interesting how, you know, when you, when you listen to the things that you're saying, you know, I have one solid color logo, but then a lot of the complementary colors I use, I have a few that work together well, and it's really a bright sort of feeling vibe, which is really what I wanted to go for. But, well, that's you know, cool. like, I mean, that, that probably speaks perfectly to the personality of your brand. And, you know, mm-hmm. there is definitely a place for that. I think, um, like I said, it's, it's better to keep it simple in your logo, but by all means, like add as many colors, colors as you want, you know, to the overall brand for sure. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much. That was really helpful. Um, lots and lots of really valuable advice for our listeners and some handy tools to check out as well. So thank you so much for your time, Haley. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on. And we'll leave uh, all your show notes. I will leave a link to all your show notes and ways that people can get a hold of you. Because are you still taking clients? Um, Yes, I am. Um, Yeah, I'll probably be able to offer um, a branding service while I'm here on the Sunshine Coast if anyone wants to meet in person. Otherwise, I do work remotely. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you for that. Thank you, Hayley. (laughs) Thank you. Have a great day. All right. So hopefully our listener at home enjoyed that interview with Haley. I know that uh, I learned a lot. I love that she talked about, you know, swapping out the images to get, you know, more, more of a different look or a modern, you know, kind of modernizing it. I thought that was a really interesting thing. And, And when you were talking earlier about keeping your brand neutral, you know, you could really put in new images, which really would freshen it up while having the same structure and the bones that are still there. Yeah, it's a kind of a relief to hear that because I don't want to go through this entire process every time. It's good to know that yeah. you can, yeah, just swap a few things because, I mean, I'm really happy with that logo, the Merkabah, perfect for me. So, um, yeah, definitely don't want to go through that um, that entire process. So, and I think that's why I decided to get the best info possible on the subject of photography as well because, and we're going to um, do a little, you know, conversation about that in a second with um, with Steve, um, who we used for our wedding. But I think the photos for me, and I've, I've spoken about this, I think in a previous episode where I went to an expo, no one knew who I was, but I kept getting booked. I was booked solid. And I went out to the ladies who were taking bookings and I said, what's going on here? Because other people are, they don't have anyone. They've got an empty table. And they said, it's your photo it's your photo. People love it. And I was looking at the other photos and it was like, cause it was a psychic expo. So there's people with like the little stars around their heads from them were 20 and now they're 70. And the photos weren't reflective of a lot of the people that were sitting around me. Whereas mm. I went out and got the professional photos with the beautiful floral tops and I had a friend model for me. So we were doing all the healing kind of things and the reading and all of that stuff. And um, yeah. And the, photographer just did a fantastic job. So I thought it might be worthwhile getting uh, some tips and tricks from uh, a gentleman that lives locally and did a great job at our wedding just to, you know, get his perspective. So we're going to, yeah, have a chat about that. Yeah. And before we get into that, you know, I just want to share a little photography story. So uh, my partner and I decided to sell our house on our own because I'm in marketing. I was like, I can do it. (laughs) And, you know, I thought that well, he knows a lot about real estate as well. So I just felt that we could do it. So this story is kind of, you know, in a way I'm going to almost negate what I'm saying. Okay. Let me, let me explain it to you. I'm just, I'm self-aware of how this is about to come out. So first of all, we did our own photos and I thought they were quite good because, you know, an iPhone can take good photos. So, you know, we did good photos and it turns out that the first people who came to our first open house, I think I talked about this in another episode, the first people who came to the first open house ended up buying our house like six or seven months later. Okay. So they came initially with the first set of photos that we did, but where I'm going with this is our house wasn't selling. Now I believe that it was just because we were meant to spend more time where we were and we had things that we needed to kind of, you know, tie up and it was really great. So the, the timing of it was perfect. But that being said, I was, you're being proactive when we thought, all right, why don't we get a professional photographer to come in and take photos? So we decided to do that. And we brought in a uh, professional photographer and they took our photos. And I guess where I'm going with this is just to say that it's worth the investment. And if you are, you know, playing the long game and you're getting photos that, you know, really look a million bucks, people are automatically going to put your brand in the same, you know, sort of category as that. And I think that if I had to redo that experience again, sell my house again, which we successfully sold our own house. So it's totally a win story. 
but I would have started initially by investing in a photographer to come and take the photos first, Mm. uh, just because you want to make a good positive impression the first time. And luckily for us, our house presented really, really well when you came into it as well. It had an amazing feeling. Everyone always commented on how good it felt in there. So we were lucky we had all those things going for us, but I just think in general that, you know, if you kind of do the right thing and you get those photos and if you can't afford a professional photographer learn some of the skills yourself and you know there's tutorials there's trainings there's different courses you can take where you can learn how to do you know these sort of things and it's definitely worth taking the time to invest in that I like styling as well and and maybe we might do an episode on this at some point because I've had to sell houses not ourselves. we've used an agent who I um is a friend you know he became a friend does a really good job we always use him um and I think that that's something that I had thought about because, you know, maybe your furniture's not as new as it used to be, stuff like that. Uh, styling's an yeah. extra cost, but are you going to potentially add that onto your sale price? You know, maybe it all sort of adds up uh, and maybe gets you a sale faster. You know, maybe you get the uh, the sale yeah. go through sooner than you'd expected. Uh, but that might be something for for a future discussion. So Lauren, with um with Steve Doyle, and so he's a photographer who sort of lives around the corner from us. Uh, great guy, mm-hmm. mountain bike rider. You know, he's very trendy. Um, we got him to do our wedding. We got selfies at the end, which was really fun. And so we had well, a chat to him. Selfies. Yeah, we had a chat to him. Um, and look, he's a little shy, so he didn't want to sort of come on the show and things like that. So he just sent us a little bit of info. I asked him the question about. If someone was sort of tossing up the benefits of uh, getting professional photos done as promote their business um, and potentially just, you know, getting their husband to snap a few pics, which is essentially what you guys did with your house. Um, And I asked how important he thinks image is to uh, the success of, you know, my business. And he said he thinks it's really important because we're all visual. And I think this is really vital because yes, we have, some people have really strong auditory skills. Some people are very observant. Um, So we we have skills in different areas, but ultimately if you're looking for a business, someone to go and uh, book a, make a booking with for whatever that is, that's the first thing you're going to lay eyes on is their image. And you're going to look at that and say, well, is that reflective of what that person looks like now? Are they happy? I've seen some images. I've seen some professional headshots where the person looks really, really angry, like really angry. And it's like, it's funny. fierce, just It's funny, just angry. And it's funny, but these are people who are in the spiritual realm who look angry. And I'm like, I'm probably not going to, probably not going to do that. Probably not going to go with that person. So we are visual. Um, and so he's saying potential clients will connect much more meaningfully with someone when they know what they look like, but also can sense a little bit about what that person is like or might be like, um, and also feel confident in the work that they'll do. So he feels like the photo uh, kind of represents that, uh, gives you a little bit of an idea of the kind of person they might be and uh, potentially their energy. And that's really important because we use, I use my intuition. Uh, I do a lot of word of mouth, but if someone recommends someone, great. I'll go and have a look at their photo, uh, see what the website's like. So then branding is super important as well. So I think it all ties in together. Yeah, and I like how you're talking about it's a first impression. And, you know, going back to what Haley mentioned, you know, people do judge a book by its cover and I do it all the time. I'm much more inclined to pick up a pretty looking book than I am one that doesn't look so pretty. Mm. Um, or modern or stylish or whatever it is that you're looking for. And I think that one of the things that I see as well in myself, one of the issues that I'm having is that I only have certain photos that I like to use. And unfortunately I'm using them too much. So I definitely need to book in and get a photographer, you know, to, to come and shoot some stuff for me, uh, especially because I'm getting my hair done in the next few days. So that's a perfect time to do it. But you know, it's also because you want to show yourself in different moves and different positions. And um, I was talking to an IP lawyer a little while ago, and she was talking about how, you know, when you're using images, stock photos and things like that, you know, you have to be really careful with copyright licensing, which we know. Um, Michelle's had me teach her all about copyright before in another life. But, you know, it's also you can create original content. And that's a really cool part about it, too. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well said. Uh, Steve just finally sort of said around the um, photos, um, they elevate your personal brand, which is what we were just talking about by showing off your personality and also your vibe. And I think that's sort of what I was alluding to, but it's about being warm. And that's what I think both of us uh, have done with the images that we have. And, and as you said, you want to add a few more to your portfolio. But whenever I put up the one, of, one in particular, a headshot that I had done, whenever I put it up, people always say to me, wow, you just are really warm. You're really um, genuine, authentic. And that's just from my image. That's before they've mm. even met me. But they I said that, that was what they got from the photo. Yeah. So it's yeah. really important. And I think a lot of that is in the eyes. You know, the eyes are the windows to the soul. But I think a mm. lot of it, people comment about my eyes. And I think it's really important to think when you're doing the photos, and sometimes people are nervous when they're getting their photo taken. But I think you really need to think about what's coming out of my eyes. What am I sort of, what message am I sending? How am I feeling inside? And I think that's really important. Um, I also Smiling asked Steve. Your eyes. Yeah. I also asked I Steve. what America's it, Next Top Model. Oh, oh yeah. She's got the, she's got the look and the powder and everything. Um, now I asked Steve, what are some of the things people who decide to get professional shots done should consider? And this is around the prints and backgrounds and, you know, all that sort of stuff that we're just talking about. So he said, choose a professional photographer who charges fairly for their time and has the right insurance business approach and experience to create the image that you are looking for. So the image that you have in mind, because we all have that vision, you know, what, what we're after. Um, he also suggested reading their profiles and having a look at a few different examples of their work and also to check online reviews to make sure that their approach is a good fit for you. Because some photographers will, you and I might work with different people depends on what we're looking for and what our vision is. Mm. So I think this is really good advice. The reviews are, are really good as well to have a look at. And um, he said, you just want to make sure you feel comfortable with them. For the outfits, he recommends choosing clothing and accessories that align with your personal brand and look. Um, the good thing with uh, you and me is that our brands are quite different. So mine's very neutral. Yours is very bold. So you want to have mm. outfits that sort of working well with that. Uh, for me, that's that's pretty simple because everything's very white and, and gold. So make sure that those clothing, uh, those outfits are clean. Obviously, you don't want to have a stain on your collar and, and not realize it and pay the money and then be like, oh, we're going to have to airbrush all of that out. Um, he also said pressed in a good condition, but also that they fit nicely and you feel comfortable. You don't want to have something that's sort of, you know, too tight around the belly and the buttons don't quite do up yeah. um, and they're stretching, you know, just stretching in places they shouldn't really stretch. Um, and this yeah. is all really good advice. He also said neutral uh, colors are really good and uh, or complementary. So colors that go well together. So prints have their place, but he said they should and add an extra element rather than being distracting an image. And I think this is really good, especially if you're a TV reporter, journalist, you know, that sort of thing where you are on, on camera, they always say not to do those tight little, you know, concentric sort of patterns and yeah. paisley you know all those sorts of things aren't really going to do well but if you think that it adds something if it's like perhaps complementary to your brand um maybe a pattern's okay maybe a pattern's okay but he said put a little bit of thought into that so it's not distracting um and he recommends steve recommends that his clients avoid lots of red and black um it's best not to wear clothing with logos on um as those of course date the photo and can also be distracting so i think that's um that's all really good advice especially with the yeah, logos really logos on i think yeah the other thing too I would recommend is that you have a look at other people that you like maybe in your industry and you see their stance or, you know, some representations of what, you know, they're doing and you can almost mimic some of that as well. Yeah. Good advice. Because, yeah. Because I think that that's actually really good. You can show the photographer, this is kind of what I'm trying to get. And then I think that that will help give them something to jump off on. Mm. The other thing too is, you know, I would recommend that people have a change of clothes. So if you're already paying for a photographer, have multiple outfits. So if you are going to, you know, go crazy and try a print, don't do it for every photo because I can guarantee you that it won't work on every background. Yeah. And it's sometimes, you know, you, you, you really want to try to get different images from the one photo shoot and different images mean different clothing choices as well. Yeah. And so also I would recommend that you're aware of accessories. I've been in a photo shoot before where I use the same accessory every single time and mm. I just hated it. And it really just stopped me from using those photos further. Mm. 
bit of a mistake. And then the other thing too is being aware of your body language. Like I said before, if you see kind of people in your industry, what you want to do. So my body language in my image, my featured image, my arms are crossed. And one of the reasons why my arms are crossed is normally that's not a good communication style because you're kind of not inviting. But at the same time, my brand is about cheerleading you on, holding you accountable and being a bit of a business boss and doing that in a in an in a in a sort of confident sort of manner yep. so it wouldn't look proper for me or it wouldn't suit my brand for me to be really complacent and like my arms out wide like I'm reaching for the stars or something or like tree that, pose you know? yeah tree pose where you pose no yeah, yoga positions yoga, one foot. <laughs> yeah no not good okay exactly yep. but with Michelle that might absolutely brand. so it's yeah. getting clear on you know who you are what you want and also the personality that you want to showcase through your images. And I wanted people to see that, you know, I'm, I'm a fierce competitor and that if I am in their corner, that I'm going to be protecting them. Mm. And that's really about what I'm about. Whereas Michelle's dealing with people who are grieving very often and dealing with people in pain or dealing with people at crossroads in their life who need a new perspective. And so she needs to be more of that nurturing motherly feminine, you know, um, kind of person that you can, can that can console you that you can confide in you know your friend that kind of thing not to say I can't be your friend because I do smile in mind too so I do want to I'm not an angry person mm. <laughs> that wasn't talking about me <laughs> but you know I smile in my photo too so I do want to look inviting but I want to look inviting in a way that means that I've got your best you know your business in mind and mm. I'm taking care of you so yeah, there's kind of interesting how you and I are really opposite. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though we're, we're both sensitive beings. Mm, yeah. I think um, Lauren as well, just to follow on from what you were saying, being organized is really good. And in terms of the outfits, I had all my outfits picked out. I had them on yeah. coat hangers. They're ready to go because you're on the clock. So it doesn't, however long you take to get dressed, you're still paying for the, that person to be in your home or wherever you're doing this shoot. Uh, so you need to be organized, have your clothes ready, jump into them, away you go. So it, the whole lot is, is timed based on um, what, you're, what you're paying and your fee. So you want to make sure that you're organized and you've got all of that ready. So Lauren, we're moving into uh, a bit of the fun, uh, a bit of the party, a bit of the party. Yeah. So what's the party element yes. for this week? Well, you know, it's, it's just mostly about having some fun and being creative. I, you know, I would imagine that some listeners listening, um, if they've listened up to this point are maybe considering a rebrand or considering branding for the first time. And my recommendation is really just to have some fun and some joy with it. It doesn't need to be something that's stressful. It can be something that's exciting. And I think that one of the best ways to get started with that is to actually have a look at what's already happening in the, um, you know, around you, like, are there inspirations that you can get from other places? So I have a Pinterest board that I have for inspiration of things that I like. So, you know, a Pinterest board is actually a really great option for you to, to save, um, you know, some of your suggestions and things like that. So, or not your suggestions, but your inspiration, I guess. So if you have a board on that, then you can really start to figure out what you like and the things that you, you know, maybe the direction you want to go in. Another website is called coolers.co and we'll leave the link for that in the show notes. And that one just has so many different types of color palettes that if you're really considering what kind of colors that you want to use, that, um, that you check that out and you get some inspiration from there. And then Canvas and Nova are a really great tool where you can have some fun and play around. I will recommend that you do consider getting a professional to do your brand change though. Um, someone like Haley is available. We'll put her contact in the show notes and then, uh, you know, but it's good for you to have some ideas at the same time about the direction you want to go in. Okay, so I just thought we'd end the show with a quote. And so Richard Branson's one of my heroes. I love him. I follow him all the socials and I just think he's really wise and obviously a very successful businessman. So I feel like this is appropriate, Lauren. So his quote and something that he said is, branding demands commitment, commitment to continual reinvention, striking chords with people to stir their emotions and commitment to imagination. It's easy to be cynical about such things, much harder to be successful. And I really like that. I think that's a good way to finish this episode. Perfect. Well, thank you very much. This has been the business in the front. Party in the back.
podcast. Podcast. Oh, I forgot podcast. Oh, um, Lauren, we forgot. So, we forgot yeah, I was just wondering why you were doing that. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm ready to, I'm done. <laughs> next week, next week. Uh, okay, so next week. Our, our outros tend to be really funny. I think we need to have an outtake um you know oh so real. Blooper real yeah blooper real uh okay so lauren let's just do the uh coming up on the next episode uh we're gonna give an update on where we're at with our own businesses and we we had a little bit of a um a dispute or a you know discussion about this and whether we should be talking about this and and i feel my perspective is that it's good to talk about things as you're going through the process because sometimes it's like when you're building a house you remember the beginning, you remember the end, and then it's like, what happened between, I don't really know. So I think it's important to go through the process yeah. because that's where we're yeah. learning, it's where other people are learning. Uh, we did that yeah. with our podcast, you know, how we did the podcast and what worked and what didn't. So I think it's good to talk about the things that work and the mm. things don't that don't um, with our own businesses. So we're going to do that uh, coming up. And I've written some notes down from what we've discussed today as well, because we're always, we're always thinking ahead. We're always thinking ahead. Yeah. Well, that's how you can build an empire, right? Is you yeah. organize yourself accordingly and you, you know, you choose the most important task, you execute it, you move on to the next thing. Mm. So that comes with planning. <laughs> yeah. Big time. Yeah. So, so do we do the extra now again? I guess we do. Yeah. Ready. <laughs> I'm ready. When you charm. You've been listening to the business in the front party in the back. see you next week and if you love the episode please do share it with your friends and if you didn't like the episode don't tell anyone (laughs) catch you next week see ya